Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have a ton to get to today. Politicizing a tragedy, inflation, the border, Black Lives Matter scandals, great guests, an awesome light in the mood. All that's coming up on I'm Right. We're led by monsters. Monsters. Monsters lead this country. It's not even arguable at this point in time. They look down on us with such disdain. And they don't look down on us and have any heart for us at all. It's on display everywhere you turn. We have a bit of a smorgasbord here to open the show because there's a million different stories and then we have great guests on. But we are led by people who are monstrous. I mean, look, we'll begin today with, obviously, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, heading up to Buffalo. And before we get to all the crap he said, let's just talk for a moment about why. How does this happen? Why would Joe Biden go to Buffalo? I mean, again, it's been pointed out by 100 people. He couldn't seem to find Waukesha, Wisconsin on a map after a black nationalist mowed down 70 white people. But he immediately is going to Buffalo. Why? How do these things happen? Well, let's talk about it. Mass shooting comes out. 
You saw, you saw the headlines as they were coming out over the weekend. And Joe Biden and Joe Biden's team, they immediately start following the mass shooting. Now, let's pause there for a second. They don't follow it like you follow it. And there's a mass shooting happening. And in this day and age, we just, look, we happen to get these updates ongoing as they're happening. But whenever there's something like this happening, you're doing what? You're checking the news. You're, uh, hang on, it's on my phone. Hey, did, did you get a text? I, uh, how many people have died? Oh, no, the kids. The... You're trying to get updates. How bad is it? Did they stop the madman yet? What's going on? You're trying to figure out how bad it is. They don't have those kind of conversations. They immediately, mass shooting happening while the bodies are still warm, while families are still identifying dead relatives. They're immediately having an all hands on deck. Okay, guys, uh, mass shooting in Buffalo. Uh, do we have a race? We need race. Uh, who, what are the races of the victims? Okay, most importantly, the shooter, white guy, is it a white guy? We got a white guy? Is it a black guy? Ooh, okay, we'll leave it alone. Ooh, ooh, white guy. Okay, nice. Hey, that'll be good. That'll play really well. This is exciting stuff. Uh, okay, oh, it's a white guy who killed black people. That's even better. Get, we got to bring Air Force One up there. Sounds awful, right? Even doing, you know, that sounds gross. Those are the conversations your leaders have. They sit around tables and talk like that while people are dying. While mothers are getting a phone call, your baby's never coming home again, the people who lead your society sit around a table and talk like that. And then, well, they head up to a place where a community's been ripped apart as 10 people were gunned down shopping for groceries, and they politicize it. In America, evil will not win, I promise you. Hate will not prevail, and white supremacy will not have the last word. White supremacy is a poison. It's a poison running through our, it really is, running through our body politic. And it's been allowed to fester and grow right in front of our eyes. We heard the chants, you will not replace us in Charlottesville, Virginia. I wasn't going to run, as the senator knows, again for president. When I saw those people coming out of the woods of the fields in, in Virginia, in Charlottesville, carrying torches, shouting, you will not replace us, accompanied by white supremacists and carrying Nazi banners, that's when I said, no, no. And I, honest to God, those who know me, Chuck, you know, I wasn't going to run for certain. But I was going to be darned if I was going to let anyway. Now's the time for the people of all races, from every background, to speak up as a majority in America and reject white supremacy. These actions we've seen in these hate-filled attacks represent the views of a hate-filled minority. We can't allow them to distort America, the real America. We can't allow them to destroy the soul of the nation. As President of the United States, I travel the world all the time. And other nations ask me, heads of state in other countries, ask me, what's going on? What in God's name happened on January 6th? What happened in Buffalo? What happened? They ask. We have to refuse to live in a country 
where black people going about a weekly grocery shopping can be gunned down by weapons of war deployed in a racist cause. We can keep assault weapons off our streets. We've done it before. I did it when we passed the crime bill last time. We can do this if we resolve to do it. If we take on the haters and those who don't even care, it's just about profit and politics. That's a despicable way for a president to talk. Republican, Democrat, I don't care. Communities grieving, uh, people weeping, funerals being arranged for a loved one who went to the grocery store, and Joe Biden promptly hops on Air Force One because he believes it's politically convenient and starts trying to pass a gun control bill. Like I said, I really I wasn't trying to be over the top in the beginning. We are led by monsters. Monsters lead us now. They, they, they openly despise you. And of course, I mean, they're, they're, these people very much, they care deeply about racism, right? They're, they're very, very concerned about racism. These are the people who lined up behind Black Lives Matter while they torched American cities. These are the people who remain silent when the great David Dorn lay dying and criminals were being turned loose on the streets. These are the people still silent as black communities across the United States of America are now ravaged by violent crime because of the defund the police efforts of groups like Black Lives Matter. And speaking of Black Lives Matter, let's talk about that for just a moment because they're in the news today. You see, they're in a little bit of financial trouble. They're being checked out financially. You can't just get up and say, I'm a nonprofit, we're a charity. No, no, no. There are watchdog government agencies who have to go in and verify you are, in fact, a nonprofit. And it turns out you can't trust a group of racist, violent communists. I had no idea. You see, they have $42 million in assets after spending $37 million. A couple of little nice parts of this thing. Patrice Culler, Culler uh, her, she's the founder. Yeah, she paid her baby daddy almost a million dollars and paid her brother almost a million dollars, 840000 to be specific. And she did that for, well, herself. She did that to advance communism in America. She did that to advance herself and her family. People were dead because of the actions of this woman. And I want to pause here for just a moment and reflect on some things as we move through the stories. I want you to pause and I want you to reflect on how many politicians, Democrat and Republican, who lined up behind a group of communist violent scumbags in the wake of St. George Floyd's death because they own a lot of this. I want you to pause for just a moment and I want you to think about every Republican who got up and decided that it was time to change the name of military bases because Black Lives Matter was busy looting footlockers in cities across the United States of America. I want you to remember the leaders of this country are at best useless and at worst openly hostile to all of us. How hostile are they? Well, how long have you, an American citizen, screamed about the massive bills that pass through Congress. I know you have. We all have. You can't just have a simple bill on one subject. Why do we always have to throw 10,000 different things in the bill? And we all know why. 
They throw all the extra crap into the bill to try to force people to pass it so they can get more handouts and more stuff for their district. It's just an effort of legalized government corruption. That's all it is. So we never get that single issue bill. It never happens. Oh, never mind. I didn't mean to say never. I mean, it happens if you're sending $40 billion to Ukraine. That's when it happens. And again, I don't want to make it sound like this $40 billion is going to women and children, refugees. That would be one thing to discuss. So much of this stuff is unaccountable State Department filth they're going to use for who knows what. If you're going to steal $40 billion of my money and send it overseas, I think me as a taxpayer, I think I do deserve to know where the money's going, don't you? If you'd like to know who actually stood on your side in the United States Senate, there were only 11 of them. Their names are Marsha Blackburn, John Bozeman, Mike Brom, Mike Crapo, Bill Haggerty, Josh Hawley, Mike Lee, Elaine Loomis, Roger Marshall, Rand Paul, surprise, surprise, and Tommy Tuberville on there. Did you hear your senator on there? Probably not. And so what justification do they have for, I mean, again, $40 $40 billion with no accountability? When Americans are hurting at the pump, hurting with inflation, baby formula, I mean, you name it? What's the justification for it? Well, they'll probably use things like General Bill or Barry McCaffrey, retired four-star general, who put out a video online of a video game, a video game, and this general thought it was actually Ukrainian missiles shooting down Russian MiGs. Would you like to know the percentage of Americans that are currently beating the cost of living increases that come with inflation? I mean, we did just send $40 billion to the State Department for them to use as a slush fund. Would you like to know how Americans are doing? 6% of Americans, according to a new poll from NBC, 6% say they're actually beating the cost of living. 65 say they're falling behind. 65% of the United States of America is behind. They're not making it. And let's not act like prices right now are stagnant and we've reached some low, or I guess high, I should say. They're going to keep going up and already two-thirds of us are behind? And what's your White House plan to tackle this? Well, here it is. How does raising taxes on corporations lower the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday Americans? So look, I think we encourage those who have done very well, right, especially those who care about climate change uh, to support a fair tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings, that the most fortunate people in our nation and not let that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this existential problem, if you think about that as an example. What? What? You're probably sitting there saying, well, that has nothing to do with inflation. Uh, the, 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 they not have, the, that's going to make everything worse. Do they not have a plan? But the, no, 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 no. Pause. You have to take a couple things away from that. Because actually, she did a great job. She did a great job of showing exactly what they are. One, the problems aren't getting better because not only do they not have a plan to fix the problems, 
They don't have any intention of fixing the problems. They like these problems. The destruction is intentional. These people have been trying to bring America to its knees for decades. They're not going to pass up the opportunity to do so. And two, remember, there are people, many of them in this society, that brain-dead idiot is one great example of them. There are people who don't want to think. You're sitting here watching I'm Right on the first TV, so this is going to be confusing to you. Thinkers don't understand people who don't want to be thinkers. These people don't want to think. That woman looks like an idiot because that woman is actually just a robot. These communists are robots. She went up to the hive mind and pulled out her USB cord and, and plugged it in, and she got her software upload with the nudist talking points, and then she left. That woman, you could pin her down for an hour and ask her questions about inflation. Every answer would sound the same. It's outside of her programming. She doesn't know how to talk about that. They don't know how to talk about our border being overrun. They, they don't care about the border being overrun. They want the border overrun because the destruction is intentional. I want you to take a look at this Fox News drone from Eagle Pass in Texas because I want you to sit there and I want you to witness the invasion of your country. That is an invasion. That's not illegal immigration. That is an invasion from a third world power coming in to bleed your country dry. And it's an invasion enabled by Democrats and Republicans in the United States of America because they hate you, they hate this country. And they hate unborn children as well. Grandma Vodka got up and she encouraged private companies in the wake of the potential overturning of Roe versus Wade. She wants private companies to actually pay you to go to another state and have an abortion. What can you do to help women who will be seeking abortions but live in states where it's banned? For example, would you encourage private companies to provide travel for abortions as a health benefit? Well, of course that. What? Of course that? Okay, um, Starbucks has already signed on, Amazon signed on. I encourage you to look at the companies who have signed on to do this. This isn't just an idea from Grandma Vodka. I have company after company after company I could list for you right here. They're actually agreeing to do so. That's how sick and depraved we are. And finally, to wrap everything up, how often do we say the system takes care of its own, right? The system takes care of its own. As long as you're part of the corrupt system, as long as you help the corrupt system keep on going, you're well taken care of. Well, let's go to Clinton lawyer Michael Sussman. He's facing charges for making false statements to the FBI. Ooh, sounds really important, right? Sounds like he's in very, very, very deep trouble. Well, normally he would be, of course. Normally this guy would be in very deep trouble, except in an, an Obama-appointed judge is overseeing the case and allowed a Hillary Clinton and AOC donors, plural, in the jury pool for the trial. How do you think they're going to rule in this case? All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We have a ton of great show for you. We have the great Carol Markowitz coming up next, but let's go back to inflation before we do that real quickly. I know you're feeling inflation at the grocery store because I am, we all are. We're all looking at the sticker shock prices and wondering what's going on. Let me save you some trouble. Good ranchers. Good Ranchers has the highest quality meat, American meat, 
This is an American company of patriots, and they have something even better than all that. They have the ability to lock in your meat prices. When you subscribe to Good Ranchers, your meat prices are locked in. Oh, they went up another 10% next month? Not for you, they didn't. Your meat prices are locked in. And when you go to GoodRanchers.com slash Jesse, you get $25 off every box of meat for the lifetime of your subscription. Don't get sticker shocked again next month and the month after that and the month after that. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Jesse. Lock in those prices. The best meat you'll eat. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Journalism. Look, just saying that word probably made you probably curl up the hair on the back of your neck. You're you're probably sneering as we speak, rolling your eyes. But what's so wild is... We're tainted by the word journalism when journalism is actually a very, very important thing for the health of a nation. If that journalism is challenging people who are actually in power, your cultural leaders should fear journalists and journalism. They should. Instead, it's the people who fear it because the journalists are all on the side of the cultural elites in this country. There's a new video out right now from Project Veritas. I'm going to play it for you in a second. It's undercover video of a Twitter employee saying something we all knew. All the Twitter employees are a bunch of communist scumbags who hate you. But as you watch this, one, yes, you should give credit for Project Veritas. But two, you should understand this should be NBC News doing this. This should be CNN. The New York Times should have people embedded with these companies doing these things. This is what actual journalism looks like, and it shouldn't fall to one right-wing group. Twitter does not ruin free speech. What do you mean? Capitalists, if we weren't really operating in a capitalist mode, we were very socialist, like we're all like, communist Ideologically, uh, it does not make sense, like because we're actually censoring the right, not the left. So everyone on the right wing will be like, "Bro, it's okay to say, just gotta tolerate it." Uh, the left will be like, "No, I'm not gonna tolerate it. I need a censor, or else I'm not gonna be in the country. So it does sound right. It's true. There is a bias. Like I know we're doing it to get left. I think it's just like the environment. Like you, you're there, and you become like this calm. Joining me now to talk about that and other things, the great Carol Markowitz columnist with the New York Post. Carol, it does strike me as being wild. People look at these videos and they point it out. They're outraged. They say, yeah, I thought so. But they don't seem to make the connection. That's actually what every news organization would be doing if it was a news organization. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I also think, you know, you often refer to people on the left as communists. And I think a lot of people think you're taking it too far. But here is this guy being like, yeah, we're a bunch of commies, you know? Yeah, we all work at Twitter. We're a bunch of commies. And he says it multiple times and he doesn't seem to be joking. And, you know, they, they uh, very openly, he's saying that they behave in a socialist manner. And it's, it's really kind of jarring. Uh, I, I, you're absolutely right that this should be on the news. Okay, if they don't go conduct these kinds of stings, that's one thing. But once the sting has been conducted, and once the news is out there, how does this not lead the broadcast news? It, it just, it's all biased, and we all know it. And it, it just, it, it's great that Project Veritas keeps exposing it. Carol, can you explain that cognitive dissonance on the right about what you just mentioned when I say communist? As you mentioned, this guy's caught in the video saying he's a commie, but it's not like it's some kind of one-off. We have virtually every founder of Black Lives Matter on camera yeah. bragging about being trained Marxists. Antifa will wave hammer and sickle at their events. The climate change people are famously, openly against capitalism, proclaiming socialism. That, yeah. I mean, these people say they are. I say they are. And yet half of the right pol politician pundit class say, well, they're not really, Jesse. Be nice. Why? No, yeah, I, I've, and I've seen you get it. I really have. Um, I, and, I, I, and normally, I mean, I'm, I'm always on your side, but I, I just feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, did Jesse go too far? And then it's like, no, he really didn't. They really are communists. Uh, I, I think it's, it's that they're afraid to face what's happening. It, it's scary to imagine that your political foes self-identify as Marxists. Like, how could that be? We're America. We're Americans. We live in the greatest, freest country in the history of the world. How did we end up with a political class that self-identifies in this way? And yet, it's true. We have to face it. In order to fight it, we must first face it. Carol, Elon Musk, he's in the news again today, complaining openly, dangerously, if you're Twitter, about backing out of this Twitter deal. It's what it looks like. It looks like Twitter was overinflating their numbers by 20%, turned out to be fake. Mm -hmm. Do you think Elon Musk did this whole thing just to expose these people because they made him mad? It's very fun to imagine that, right? He is sort of everybody's favorite billionaire right now. He's got this amazing thing going where he's got Twitter on the hook. Um, and th now they obviously want to make that sale. And now he's like, wait, 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 maybe not. Uh, it's impressive to watch. And he started sort of a cascade of other previously liberal billionaires uh, speaking out. I, I think Jeff Bezos finally commenting on the Biden administration's insane comments and policies is a step forward for us all because part of that communist thing that we were talking about is that you're not allowed to, to deviate whatsoever even if you are in a position of power because that position could be lost very quickly and so communism makes everybody stay very much in line and the fact that suddenly these people who are quite powerful are stepping out of that line is fun to watch. Carol, you have a great piece out on Netflix, and I will tell you, of all the companies out there I saw waking up a little bit, Netflix was about as far down on the list as humanly possible, but Netflix puts out some kind of a memo to employees. What did it say? Yeah, so it was a long memo about company culture, and they covered a lot of ground, you know, vacation time and all, all kinds of things. Um, and then they got to a point where they said, 
we're going to be producing all kinds of content. If you find this content harmful, then perhaps this isn't for you. And part of what they say in this memo is that, you know, some companies are like, oh, we're a family and whatever. They're like, we're not a family. We're a dream team. We look at ourselves as a sports dream team. And if you, you know, not everybody belongs on that dream team. You could be a great athlete and just not fit in with the team. And they're saying, if you don't think you fit in with our team, go find another job. I actually, I disagree with you because I think Netflix was sort of on my list of companies that would eventually have to face some uh, some realities like we're talking about when they put dave chappelle on and they knew what they were producing they had to know it would cause backlash and yet they did it anyway so the fact that they kind of realize that they have to produce the content that they you know that people want and that that is quality and that isn't uh conforming to this insane leftist base and these you know, young employees who think that they run the show. I, I think it's been impressive all along. And I like that they're really stating it now. Like, you don't like it, don't work here. I think people, you know, uh, of the Generation X model might have been waiting for this for a while with companies to say this to millennials and to the Gen Z people. Is this a trend, companies realizing we've got a bunch of crazy communist activists in our midst and they're actually hurting the company bottom line, we've got to get them straightened out, or is that just wishful thinking on my part and it's going to go right back to the crazy land? It's hard to say. Uh, you know, even a year ago, I think you and I would have been in talking about how this is completely wishful thinking and it's not going to happen. But I think that companies are realizing that half the country hates them and 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 that half is growing. So again, the Jeff Bezos and the Elon Musks and the uh, Bill Maher and all these people, they're all on the left and they're not alone. There are other liberals who are like, this is insane. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't think it's appropriate to shut down comedians, even if I don't like what they're saying, even if I don't like their jokes. Um, so I think that they're facing uh, backlash from more than just conservatives, and it is moving them to a saner direction. And I also think what, what happened with Disney and Ron DeSantis can't be overlooked. This was a conservative saying, we're not standing for this anymore. You want to get involved in politics, we're going to be political right back. And companies might have gotten that message. Good. Let's hope they did. Carol Markowitz, New York Post. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Thank you. All right. Baby formula. Um, that's a small part of the economic crisis we're in. We're going to talk more about that in a second. Let's talk first about your health. I mean, when I talk to you about Eden Pure Thunderstorm, that wonderful little air purifier goes right in the plug-in in the wall. I talk a lot about how it makes your house smell better. It does. It, it cleans all the odor out of the air. does not cover it up, cleans it out. Put it by that litter box. Put it in your kitchen. Put it anywhere you have smells you don't like, and it will clean them. We don't talk about how it kills viruses and mold in the air. They call it the thunderstorm because it does in your home what nature does after a thunderstorm, how that air smells clean. It's clean out. This is a constant clean out of your home. They're selling a three-pack for my viewers for under $200. That's $200 in savings. That's absurd. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE, and that saves you $200. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back.
I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic analysts believe that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. The faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. Transitory. <laughs> and the data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and are expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. It's un highly unlikely that it's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. Ouch. I don't know. That doesn't seem accurate. Joining me now, Jake Evans. He's a congressional candidate out of Georgia. Jake, I almost... It almost feels like they don't know what they're doing up there. <laughs> I think that's exactly right. It has been anything but transitory. Uh, and, you know, it's not a shock to me that giving away money uh, for one year, it would not create a devaluing currency, which is, that is, which is exactly what we've got. Uh, you look at uh, gas prices right now, they're through the roof. You look at grocery prices, they're through the roof. Small businesses can't find people to actually show up and go to work. Uh, it's changing the fabric of America, I tell you, giving away money. And we've got to get back the common sense policies, fiscal responsibility, less spending, uh, not giving away money, and ensuring American ingenuity is revitalized through the work e ethic that America has. Jake, are you trying to say that it's a bad idea to stop your economy and then print 80% of the money currently in circulation within the course of two years in response to a virus with over 99% survivability? I think that is a really bad idea. And if you look at it, one of the first things that I want to do if I'm fortunate enough to be elected to Congress is I think we've got to investigate the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Dr. Fauci is nothing but suspicious to me uh, the way it went down, shutting down an economy. I remember when it was going on, I was like, this defies common sense. Uh, and it also has created supply chain crises that are still reverberating throughout American society today. Jake, gas, they're paying over $6 a gallon in California. You're paying 4 in Georgia, and that's actually good news. I can't believe I'm saying those words. You're only paying $4 a gallon. But uh, what exactly do we do to get these down? Because gas prices are fun to talk about on the news. Real families are having to adjust their life because of these prices and not in a good way. That's exactly right. Well, first and foremost, I think it's important for Americans and the voters to realize that elections have consequences. What was one of the first things Joe Biden did when he got into office? He shut down the Keystone Pipeline. That has a real impact. That diminishes American energy independence. So one of the first things we got to do is we got to make America energy independent again, just like it was uh, under President Trump. That's going to bring down our prices. That's also gonna, going to increase our ability to protect ourselves from a lot of our enemies uh, who control a lot of the largest oil repositories across the planet. Uh, so th that's one of the big elements. And also, like I've said earlier, the inflationary crisis is a huge issue hitting everyday Americans, regardless of if you're Republican or Democrat. Uh, and that is getting control of the massive printing of money. And the only way you're really going to be able to do that is you increase interest rates, which could create some stagflation, which is a big issue that I think we got to get control of. 
Stagflation? Explain that for people who went to community college like me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, stagflation is whenever you've got increasing inflation while also having an, ec an economy that is pulling back, uh, American jobs pulling back, the growth of the economy pulling back. And that's when you have inflation combined with increased interest rates, which the Federal Reserve is currently doing right now. Uh, that's what's happened under Jimmy Carter. They created a huge crisis. And I worry under Joe Biden, who has been as incompetent as they come, we may be heading down that path as well. Golly. All right. Finally, election integrity is one of those things that's always on everyone's mind, especially after 2020. People are understandably nervous. That's the bad news. The good news is, looks like that whole mail-in ballot phase in Georgia at least may be fading away. One million of those in 2020, only 85,000 now. What are you making that change? Yeah, no, the, well, the, the 2000 Mules movie, I don't know if you saw that, Jesse, but that revealed a lot of the huge issues that we had with uh, the, the ballot harvesting, folks collecting ballots, getting paid to then bring them to the polls. Uh, but there's a huge election fraud issues with absentee ballots. Here in Georgia, you're seeing the pullback. Uh, part of it is we don't have a pandemic, uh, so people, I guess, are more comfortable to go to the polls. But also, Republican voters are concerned that these folks may get their ballots. They may change their votes whenever they get them via an absentee ballot. They may never Their ballots may never get to the, the poll workers to actually be counted. Uh, so 2020 revealed a tremendous amount of issues. I believe there was widespread election fraud. I'm actually an election attorney. I've overturned two elections in the same race in Georgia, the only lawyer to ever do that. Uh, so we have to continue to make election integrity a front and center issue. As President Trump said, without election integrity, without safe and secure elections, uh, we have no democratic republic. So we got to fight for it. Amen. Jake, what's your website before we let you go? Absolutely. JakeEvans.org is my website. I'd love you guys to join the movement. Uh, Jake Evans GA is my social media handle. I am the President Trump endorsed candidate in my race, the 6th District in Congress. We're going to take back this seat. We're going to take back the House. We're going to fire Nancy Pelosi, uh, and we're going to reelect Donald Trump in 2024. Go get him, brother. All right. Thank you, Jesse. All right. Dirty politics. There's a lot of it out there. My friend Robbie Starbuck has been on the receiving end of it, and I don't mean from the Democrats. He's going to join us next and talk about exactly what happened to him. Before we get to that, let's talk about dirty. You know I hate thieves. I despise them. This home title theft thing, it just grinds on me because there's nothing you can do to stop it except go get home title lock. I mean, you don't know how to protect your home title from hackers. That's, remember, your home title is online, and that shouldn't be something you have to worry about. Someone forging their, your signature on your home title and taking loans out against it and getting you evicted, but that's happening to people in this country, and it drives me up the wall. I'm very proud to speak for home title lock because they're your only protection for it. Oh, sure, the cops can go get the guy after the fact, after you're wiped out and evicted. Home title lock will stop it before it starts. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up so you can be protected. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. Politics is dirty and it's ugly. Don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise. I ran for Congress twice myself, and it's a nasty business. Doesn't mean we should abstain from it. 
means we should wade into it and fight for what we believe. But man, some of the stuff these people pull on you in the name of money and power, boy, does my next guest have a story for you. Robbie Starbuck kicked off the ballot running for Congress in the state of Tennessee. He was obviously the candidate I was enthusiastically behind. Good man. He shares our values and he gets kicked off the ballot. Robbie, we'll get to your book, Putin Pirates and the Problem with Power in a moment. I want you first, please have the floor. Don't feel the need to rush. Tell me why, if I'm in the state of Tennessee, I can no longer vote for Robbie Starbuck. I mean, it's pure backroom lunacy. So basically, I mean, I was leading in the polls. I had the support of, you know, Rand Paul, Candace Owens, um, many others, you know, many members of Congress, Marjorie Taylor Greene, so on and so forth. So I had, you know, really the wind in our sails in our campaign. We were really cruising along. But the problem is, is a lot of the establishment in power were not fans of me winning this race. You know, um, the reality is they couldn't control me. I was refusing money from every large corporation. I was refusing money from Big Pharma. And so basically I wasn't kissing the ring and I wasn't playing the game. And that's something I'll never apologize for. Some people argue, oh, well, you should have done it till you got there type thing. But I think you compromise yourself in little ways. It's death by a thousand cuts. And eventually you've compromised yourself into something that you can't really recognize. And I'm just not willing to do that. The whole reason my family got into this was to be a change where people could see, hey, you can do this differently. And so, you know, if that's not possible, we're just gonna keep fighting until we make it possible. So essentially they used a bylaw that is meant to keep Democrats from running as Republicans. So there's a bylaw on our state party that says that you either have to have voted in um, three out of four statewide primaries in Tennessee or be vouched for by party officials. So I've lived here a little over three years. That's not long enough to have reached the three out of four statewide primaries. So I was vouched for by a historic number of officials on the local level. So um, even the state party chair has admitted that he doesn't know of any candidate who's vouched for with as many letters as I've been vouched for who was not allowed on the ballot ever. And so they went ahead and did this though in a secret vote with 16 you know, establishment SEC members who voted in a secret vote. First of all, the vote was supposed to be public. It was supposed to be a public hearing where we could have people there. Then they changed it a couple of days before too. It's gonna to be private. And then they changed it to, you're not gonna be allowed to speak. And then they changed it to, you're not allowed to come and it's at a secret location. And at least then they said, it's gonna be a public vote. Then they said, no, it's not gonna be a public vote. It's gonna be a secret vote. So it, it went down the line until they realized, okay, there's gonna to be too many people here. There's gonna to be too much pressure. Let's do this in secret so no one can hold us accountable. And what we found is, number one, not only did they not even adhere to their bylaws when they were voting, but they just decided unilaterally, we're going to choose what options people have in this race. And so they threw out what has been the vast majority of Middle Tennesseans choice in our own campaign and said, nope, you only get to choose from these establishment options. And the truth is the people left in the race who have money behind them um, and can actually win a race if I'm not in it are people who the establishment can control. They're going to ultimately listen to the machine. And so that's how this was run. Now, we went to federal court. In federal court, the judge there, he did decline to intervene and issue the injunction and the, the restraining order we wanted, but he did give us a sympathetic decision. And that sympathetic decision essentially admits, you know, the, the words are there that the Tennessee Republican Party did not follow their own rules. And he essentially in that order also said, a lot of these claims are gonna be um, you know, better off in state court where the judge is gonna be more empowered within their jurisdiction to act on a couple of these things. And so now that's the next step is we're going to state court. But here's the other part of it. This, it's crazy expensive to do this, to go and sue a state party and go sue all these people. 
but it has to be done because if I don't do it, who's going to do it? And the most shocking thing that happened after all this was the number of people who reached out who were good, hardworking Tennesseans who wanted to run for mayor or run for SEC or run for state legislature. And they had this happen to them, but the story's never been told because they didn't have money or media connections. They didn't have the following that I had. And all these people have reached out and said, please fight this. And so, you know, I feel a responsibility. No matter what happens, we are going to fight this and intend to win this. I mean, we've got a decent chance in state court, you know, so decent that USA Today uh, in the Tennessee and just decided yesterday that I'm still going to be allowed in the candidate forum and debate because, um, you know, I had so much support beforehand and the chance that I'm back on the ballot automatically throws me back into the lead of this race. So, you know, we're going to keep fighting. We're running this as if I'm not going anywhere because I'm not going anywhere. Robbie, if people want to support this effort, is there a way they, they can do so? Or I, I know you accept prayers, but what can they do beside that? Absolutely. Starbuck2022.com. There's a donate button there. You can mail a check or, or donate online. It's a huge help because basically any uh, legal cost that doesn't come from the campaign, I'm paying myself, me and my wife are doing because I'm going to see this through. The establishment has to be held accountable and too many people have looked the other way and said, oh, well, it's going to cost too much or it's going to be too hard. You know what? I've got time. I've got money. I've got energy. We're going to fight the establishment because if people don't do it, they're going to keep getting away with this. They're going to keep running a system that ultimately doesn't just not serve the people it's actively built to hurt the people and so we've yeah. got to stand up and you know we're going to take that stand robbie go get him my brother rooting for you thank you appreciate it go to bravebooks.com too. get a book for your kids we got that great kids book out now all right it is time to lighten the mood next before we lighten the mood you like history you hate communism i know the, both those answers we have another history special coming out this Friday, and it's on Lenin. We're going to begin at the beginning. We already did one on Che. Let's go all the way back to the beginning and talk about Lenin. He gets forgotten about. It's going to be a juicy one. Got to become a First TV supporter, though. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support and sign up. Get ready for some communism history specials. All right, we'll be back. It's important to teach your kids manners. It's, it's light in the mood time, but I just I want to make sure I reinforce this to young parents out there because parenting is hard. I, I'm still learning how, right? I got two young kids, but I will tell you something. I've always believed it is critical to teach your children manners. Yes, sir. No, sir. No, thank you. Please. Thank you for dinner. Why? Well, one, Honestly, it just makes them better human beings. Two, it makes other people want to be around them more. Three, it actually makes them money. They're going to be competing with other people for a job one day, and if they're the only one with manners, they're going to get that job. But four, and maybe this is most important, I've always thought it was important to teach your kid manners because it actually protects their physical safety. When you treat other people the way you want to be treated, it protects you. When you've never been taught manners by your parents or you've never been taught how to treat others, you might end up growing up one day and being taught manners by someone else. Missed. Tossed a rock and missed. Oh, these are 
We're gonna cause an accident right here. Oh, oh, holy, hit it hard. Manners. I'll see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.